0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls of Dong and Rumpa podcast. We are so excited to bring part two of Frantic fanfic. We hope you enjoyed part one. Uh, we certainly did, and we figured, you know there are way more characters that we need to write little fun stories about. so we're back. Thank you again to Maya for suggesting this incredible idea. Um, and as always, if you like these stories, if you want to read them yourself, we will be posting them on our AO3 channel, which will be in the episode description. Just a heads up that this episode will spoil the entirety of the Dong' and Rompa series. And with that, let's get started. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. And I'm Caroline. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One, two. Welcome to the Dawn and Roomba Podcast.
1: Showtime. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode.
2: Showtime. All right,
1: so we're back. more fanfics we love doing it so much the first time we wanted to do it again here we are
0: All right. So for this episode today, we are doing the same format that we did last time. So each of us got two names from a random name generator. We obviously eliminated the names that we used last time. Uh, And then we took 10 minutes each for each person's story and just wrote out a little fan fiction. So we passed it between one another. Uh, I passed mine to Maddie. Maddie passed to Caroline and Caroline passed to me. Um, And then we did that until we had three parts to make one complete story. And once we finish reading, we will name our fanfictions. Let's, uh, why don't we, Marim, why don't we start with yours this time? All right, rock and roll. Um, So my fanfic for this episode was about Mondo and Tugami, uh, which was very (laughs) interesting of a pair. And I had no clue what I was going to do with them. So um, with that prefacing, let's get started. This hog is pretty cool. Togami traced a finger on the warm leather seat of Mondo's old motorcycle that was propped up against the wooden wall of the shed. Hog, Mondo smirked, leaning back against the mechanic's desk. We just call them bikes, bro. Sure, sure, Togami nodded. I can manage that. He continued to make his way around the small shed-turned-mechanics workshop, watching for the loose bolts and parts on the floor. Soda would get a kick out of this, you know. I don't plan on having that blubbering idiot over here any time, Mondo scoffed, pointing back towards his house. The boys would never allow him around. Tugami slipped behind Mondo and leaned up next to his ear. Miss, Miss Sonya? Mondo slapped off the yellow jumpsuit-covered arm on his shoulder and spun around. Cut that shit out, man. The ultimate imposter pulled off the beanie and grinned. I'm done, I'm done, I'll try and be myself. As if you know who that is, man. Mondo grimaced and clapped him on the shoulder in support. Tugami frowned ever so slightly, almost unnoticeably, and nodded, choosing to move past that and look at the pictures on the wall over Mondo's workbench. One in particular caught his eye, a group photo with about 40 guys leaning on their bikes and one another. No way you know all these guys' names, he laughed. Pop quiz! Tugami began to transform into the people in the picture, a feat that would have been impressive to Mondo had the entire gang not been wearing the same leather jacket and leather pants. Big Jack, Monster, Gearhead, Daya- hey! Mondo stood up abruptly. Dude, if you don't take that off right now, I swear to- He stopped mid-sentence,
2: his jaw agape as he realized what he was looking at. The ultimate imposter had transformed into Mondo himself! Mondo felt a twinge of unease as he stared at his identical, albeit much more heavy-set doppelganger. The guy had even donned a pompadour in the brief moments that Mondo's back was turned. Where the hell did you even get that from? Was all Mondo could ask, gesturing to the imposter's baguette-like hair. Are you making fun of my hair? The imposter unbelievably spoke in a perfect imitation of Mondo's voice. That's not cool, man. It's not your hair, it's my hair, the real Mondo retorted. <laughs> now knock it off! What the hell, dude? Tugami sneered. Don't tell me what to do. Mondo was starting to get pissed off. Dude, he shouted, clenching his fists. You think you're real funny, huh? Messing around with people like this? I ain't messing around with anyone, Tugami growled, still speaking with Mondo's voice. He crossed his arms and stared Mondo down. Mondo had to admit to himself, the imposter's impression of him was uncanny. It was unsettling. He didn't like it one bit. The biker gang leader scoffed. (laughs) Well, you can impersonate me all you want when you're all talk, he said. But I bet you don't know the first thing about how to handle a bike like this one, he patted his motorcycle. But to his shock, the imposter just smirked. Is that a challenge? If so, bring it on. What? Mondo stammered. You heard me, Tugami replied. Let's race.
1: Maddie, you're so good at leaving it on a cliffhanger. You're very good at that.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: The two pompadour-topped men convened outside the shed. Mondo, of course, being the esteemed biker gang leader he was, had multiple bikes parked and covered outside the shed. Since I'm about to crush you, Mondo said, smashing his fist into his hand, then you can get first pick, bro. The imposter knew they didn't need the advantage, but they would take what they could get. But the absolute impeccable skill of literally being in someone else's skin also came with a change of the mind. It was a classic fake it till you become it. Anton Chekhov would be proud. Since their outside presentation had a heavy influence on their mind, they steered toward the bike with the most worn cover and removed it. The imposter knew just by looking that Mondo had an emotional connection to this bike. It may not be his fastest, but with Mondo's skill and touch, it could be. I'm taking this one, bro, the imposter said. Mondo was sure the imposter was going to take any of the other shiny bikes presented to them. How did they know that well-loved bike, which he called a Shimaru, was his favorite? Mondo tried to keep any surprise from his face as he took the bike he knew was the fastest. This one he called Speed Betty. All right, you bastard, let's get to it, Mondo said as they both pushed their bikes into the road. They both started the engines until they were both side by side, the bikes vibrating with anticipation. First one to the 7-Eleven and back wins, the imposter said. Finish line is on the next road over mondo scoffed good luck man you're gonna need it mondo counted down from three and then the two of them were off to the race mondo took a steady lead at the beginning knowing speed betty like the back of his hand the imposter was starting to feel a fury of anger that they could only feel if they were mondo this anger was blinding until the imposter felt a familiar sensation it was one that happened when they were so ingrained in a role they transcended their own identity and mind They had fully and completely become Mondo. Because of this, the imposter let their fury drive the bike instead of their hands. Once they completely let go of their sense of self, it seemed like the bike knew their every whim. This bike was built only for Mondo. It stood for everything he loved most. The community of the biker gang, riding on the open road, and Ishimaru to come home to. With a newfound advantage, the imposter took the lead just as the both of them were passing the 7-Eleven, The real Mondo growled in frustration, matching the tone of the bike. He would not be beaten. Soon, the finish line was in sight, and the imposter was still in the lead. Mondo knew he would win, if only he had Ishimaru. You will win, Mondo! I know you will! He heard Taka's voice in his head so clearly it was as if he was there, cheering him on. It was all he needed. He revved up and blew past the imposter, beating them at the very last minute. Both pulled their bikes over, heaving from exhaustion. That was a good race, man. Thanks for not taking it easy on me, the imposter said. I should be heading home, though. Can we hang soon? Sure thing, Mondo said with a smile. As the imposter walked away, they smiled to themselves. After being in Mondo's skin, they knew that losing that race would crush Mondo's passion for biking. Because of that, they broke character, only for a second, to cry out to give him the motivation he really needed to hear. One from the voice of the only person he loved more than biking stop I'm
2: gonna
0: cry now <laughs> what <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god is Mar- oh god. are you crying god
2: right now no
0: it, my face is really red from this light but I could cry that's so sad but like good it's so good <laughs> so cute. oh my gosh I had oh no goodness. clue where you guys are gonna take that because the name the uh Daya is Mondo's brother the one who he like murdered. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if that's where you're going to go with this. right? Or, but this is so good. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> I am. Like um, I'm really, uh, I do this exercise a lot where I'll like set a timer and just speed write. And so my section is quite long, but I did write it in 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I just was impressive. so into
1: it. You know, when you're writing and it's just a flow state, I was like totally in that when I was writing yeah. this. I-, I knew exactly what I was going to do.
2: Ultimate oh, so, no. literary girl. Ugh.
1: Oh my goodness, I, really Who oh, is so good?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Yeah, good job. Maren, what are you gonna title this? Oh my goodness. Um, riding Ishimaru. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This on Ao3 with a like G rating called Riding Shikamaru is so funny.
0: All right, it's decided. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, baby. Amazing. Should we do mine next? Since I-, I think I went last last time.
0: Sure, sure works for me.
2: So for my fanfic, the random name generator gave me Fuyuhiko and Korekio. I was like, this is, a, this is an interesting pair. Here we go. Crickets chirped and leaves crunched underfoot as Kurekio and Fuyuhiko walked through the dark woods. Kio led the way, a lantern clutched tightly in his right hand and a map in his left, while Fuyuhiko trailed behind uncertainly. Every now and then, Kiyo would stop and peer at the map again before resuming pace. Did we really have to do this at night? Fuyuhiko's voice rang out uncomfortably loud in the stillness of the woods, and he flinched inwardly feeling as if maybe he should have just stayed silent. Nighttime is best for those who want to effectively communicate with the spirits, Keo responded calmly. Hey, that's not part of the assignment, Fuyuhiko retorted. I did not sign up for a seance. All we need to do is take at least three pictures and we're good. We can just write up the rest of our notes later and then put them in a PowerPoint before class Wednesday. Kyo let out a low chuckle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is not
2: I'm how he that. laughs at all <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> there we go i was joking for you Hiko. of course we are in no state to perform a seance tonight Fuyuhiko scoffed secretly relieved geez he muttered kicking a pebble why did i have to get paired up with him of all people he thought to himself but i do intend to look around for a while karekio continued I have heard that the abandoned hut we are going to was once inhabited by a witch, or so the rumor goes. I am interested to see what relics of her life were left behind. You know, we could have just chosen the old shopping mall for this abandonedography assignment, Fuyuhiko reminded him. That would have been way easier to get to, or we literally could have just gone out to this hut during the day instead. Korekio stopped suddenly, turning around to face his indignant classmate. Fuyuhiko came to a halt, a bit unsettled by the way the shadows of the lantern light played across Kyo's face. His yellow-green eyes shone like a cat, and his black mask seemed to swallow the light hungrily. Are you scared? Kyo inquired. Fuyuhiko scowled. Of course not, dumbass! He crossed his arms and turned to peer into the woods around them. It's just cold out here, and I have to be up early tomorrow. Kyo narrowed his eyes. You are a poor liar, Fuyuhiko. Without waiting for a response, he swiveled back around and started walking again
1: why is this so sensual and it's like nothing happens that is it all sensual <laughs> it's sensual <laughs> it,
2: it, it's so sexy well that's just the way that Keo is like that's just his that's just yeah how he, he is. just
1: has a, a a smoothness about him i don't He's know admiring. anyway admiring <laughs> all right the leaves crunched ominously is that how Okay, yep, that's how we started part one, lol. The leaves... <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the leaves crunched ominously beneath them as they continued to walk. Finally, they reached the little cabin in the woods, and Karekyo raised a bandaged hand to motion Fuyuhiko to stop walking. Here it is, Kurekio said in a trance, without turning back to Fuyuhiko. The crunching continued, but both boys were firmly in place. Fuyuhiko began to pull at his tie and loosen his shirt. He turned around to see what was making the ruckus and found nothing. <laughs> he heard Kyo chuckle. <laughs> I had to do it! I had to do it! It's so <laughs> He snapped back to look at him. I was merely shifting weight between my feet, Fuyuhiko. Something following us would be rather tacky, don't you think? Korekio continued to walk forward toward the old shack. It was clearly abandoned, the only residence being the vines and plants that had grown up the walls. The door stood ajar, beckoning Fuyuhiko into what felt like hell, but he had no choice but to follow. He was the one with the camera, after all. He raced it up to snap a quick photo. As he peered through the viewfinder to snap a picture of the house, a head seemed to drop down from the front of the door. Ah! Fuyuhiko cried, dropping the camera. He juggled it, trying to grab it best he could karekio turned back and snatched it in a single swoop completely unfazed perhaps the dumbass should be the one to handle the expensive materials he said the chill seems to have gotten the better of you no jackass i saw something in the camera there's something in there he said trying to appear more angry than terrified only one way to find out Kio said The flash of the camera echoed off the trees as he took a photo of the front of the house and then continued to walk forward. As they entered the doorway, they both got a better view of what was around them.
0: It had certainly been abandoned a long time ago based on the thick layer of grime coating the surfaces of the once pristine gray, or had it been white, linoleum countertops that Correchio ran his finger along. This will work for our project, will it not? He took in their surroundings, starving for every hidden modicum of evidence of past life. Just like the mall would've, Fuyuhiko muttered under his breath, but even he found himself lost in the mysteries hidden within the small hut. He went over to the adjacent room, swinging the camera over his shoulder and freeing his hands so that he could unlock the door's child safety lock. Just lift this bar and twist here, and ah, he whooped as the door slid open. Kurekio eyed him appreciatively from the other side of the room, his mask making a small jingling sound as he shook his head in delight. My previous studies led me to believe that you would make a good partner for this school task. He breezed past Fuyuhiko, pointing towards the front door. Stand watch for me, if you please. If I please, Fuyuhiko's jaw dropped open, letting the taste of the dusty room poison his mouth. Karekio paused before closing the door, and in a flash had snapped off the latch resting on the front of Fuyuhiko's sweater, pulling the camera to himself. Hey, Fuyuhiko coughed and hit his fist against the door. Not a freaking guard dog, Karekio. Then do not guard, came the lull of Karekio's response. Just, oh, what is it? Fuyuhiko pressed his ear to the door, shuddering when he felt a cobweb tickle his ear. Silence answered. You're not gonna get a reaction out of me this time, Kurekio, Fuyuhiko shook his head and sat down against the door frame. You're so funny for this. Five minutes went by, then 10. Fuyuhiko found himself getting sleepy, the pale moonlight peering into the room as if it was on guard, waiting for him to fall asleep. Nope, 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 he shook himself and stood slapping his face with his now freezing cold hands. He turned to the door. Look, man, this isn't funny anymore, okay? Open the door. No response. Open the damn door, Kurekio! A loud smash came from the other side, and Fuyuhiko grabbed the handles, just as he did before. This one twist, and this one up. No, no, the other way. Don't be a dumbass, Fuyuhiko, he chided himself. He threw open the door to find no one. The room was empty, save for an end table in the corner that had been knocked over, knocked over below an open window. A dark hood came over Fuyuhiko's eyes, and he felt something heavy impact his head. He began to drift off, the pale moonlight licking ever so slowly towards him when he heard him, or was it her? Thank you for setting this up, Karekio. I had to see you. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. mystery!
2: Who oh. is it? Oh my god.
0: I pictured Did it, it as Karekio's like... sister nice. in him.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, thought, I was like, for a second, I was yeah. like, do need it to be continued here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be Stay continued.
1: Yay! wow the yeah, vibes gonna... are so different i feel like the last one was just goofy
2: and this is like <laughs> so different, two yeah.
1: like quite seriously toned
0: fanfics yeah, fun,
2: yeah. um d- are, are they gonna murder him
0: uh i don't really know i TV. don't want anything T- i don't TV. want anything to happen to my boyfriend. <laughs> we'll have bull. to pass it
1: on to the fourth ultra hope girl <laughs> To finish the story, I don't know who that
0: is, but the fourth. We'll lecture. have our patrons decide. We'll do a, a quick vote on the Just Discord. Vote does he <laughs> go die? And they'll be like, "What?
2: No!" <laughs> They're gonna be like, "He obviously doesn't, <laughs> guys." All right, y'all. We are gonna take a very quick break, but don't go anywhere because we're gonna be right back after this. But in the meantime, have you considered bonus episodes from the Ultra Hope Girls on every off week though we don't post a general episode? If that sounds fun and exciting to you, please consider checking out our Patreon because the lowest tier is just two bucks a month and you get access to all of those bonus episodes. And then if you move up the tiers, you can unlock cool perks like joining a Discord server with us and all of our patrons and even um, having a book club with Caroline or movie nights with Marin. And we would love to have you join the squad. So check it out. Um, And, yeah, we will be right back after this.
1: Hello, everybody. Caroline here with a pretty exciting announcement. So I, separate from the other Ultra Hope girls, am offering some online virtual classes in things such as writing because, you know, I'm the ultimate literary girl and performing and also some clubs and classes virtually via my own school, which I founded, called The Spilling Ink School. You can check that out at thespillinginkschool.com. I'm offering tutoring and college essays. I'm offering, you know, piano classes and all that jazz. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. And I will also be offering some clubs and classes that are ropo related via Out School. So I'll keep the links all in the description they are for people under 18 so ask your parents before checking it out but yeah i'm excited to potentially have some listeners in my classes and i wanted to let you know that that's going on so thanks so much in advance for checking it out and i look forward to teaching some of you
0: hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner
1: Oh, uh, all right. Well, we will wrap up with mine, which I titled "The Randomest." Oh, wait, Maddie, what title did you give yours?
2: Oh, oh, oh. oh. Um, I, I think. Um, I want to call it like something along the lines of like relating to like abandoned something.
0: You could do a pun with like "Night at the Museum," "Plight at the Museum," <laughs> or you could do, <laughs> you could do. um, Or I could just name it. This wasn't part of the assignment
1: that's good <laughs> <done a> lot.
0: <laughs> I would that's read good. that yep. you know what I mean
1: yeah. so <laughs> okay. far I would read all the titles that we have titled Our, our title. yeah alright right,
0: there
2: we go
1: so the, our final fanfiction was begun by me and the title of this document that I have prepared for us today is called the Lit- randomest paired fanfic literally ever Because the pairing that I received was Sayaka Mizono and Ryoma Hoshi, which is like so (laughs) random, but I went, I ran with it. So here's what I came up with. I came up with, this is such a cliche, but I just, I just had no ideas. Okay. How did we manage to get stuck in here? Sayaka's cheery and friendly persona was beginning to crack. She was riding the Hope's Peak elevator from the fifth floor to the first when suddenly it gave a gigantic lurch that made her look up from her cell phone. No, it couldn't be. The scenario everyone dreads and it's suddenly happening to her. And she was all alone. But in truth, she wasn't alone. Soon she would realize that if she simply put her phone down, there would be a boy standing on the opposite side of the elevator with a toothpick in his mouth. The sudden jolt of the elevator had shocked him, too. It reminded him of prison, how the man who slept on the bunk above him would move around in his sleep constantly. Oh, no, Sayaka said, pushing her fingertips against the door. What am I going to do? Ryoma looked up at Sayaka. Of course, he knew who she was. It was unlikely she knew of him at all. Just another popular schoolgirl who acted all friendly to everyone, even though she wouldn't care at all for someone like him. Can't you call someone on that phone of yours? Ryoma said in a simple and matter-of-fact way. Sayaka jumped at the sound of his voice. Oh, there's someone else in here. Thank goodness I'm not alone, she said. Though I'm not equipped at babysitting. Who are your parents, little boy? (laughs) (laughs) Ryoma's eyelids drooped a little lower. I'm in the class below you, Sayaka. Name's Ryoma Hoshi, he said. Sayaka giggled a little bit out of embarrassment. Oh, I'm so sorry, Ryoma. I'm Sayaka Mizono, she said, knowing full well he knew who she was. She picked up her phone to dial someone, anyone. The first person she thought of was good, old, reliable Makoto. She gave him a ring and waited patiently. She began to hear coughing at the other end of the line. Hello? A tired voice answered. Sayaka? "'Makoto, are you at the school right now?' she said, completely ignoring the context clues that the person on the other line was sick. "'No, Sayaka, I'm—I'm sick,' he groaned. "'I gotta go. It hurts just to talk.' Sayaka gasped. She had been hung up on. Ryoma wasn't worried, though. She'd obviously have someone else to call. The girl had a million friends. She crossed her arms in exasperation. "'My phone is dead! I only had enough battery to make one phone call! Now what do we do?'
0: "'Charge our phones before bed next time,' he murmured." But Sayaka had moved on from listening the second the question had left her mouth. She had apparently decided that hitting all of the buttons on the wall was the best next move, lighting up the wall just in time for the main cabin lights to flicker to a halt. "'Hmm,' Ryoma noted, taking in their current situation." He could still see Sayaka's face in the low glow of the floor buttons, which meant that not all of the power had been lost, which meant that the odds the emergency call button still worked was high. We've lost all the power, Sayaka <laughs> cried. How are we going to call anyone now? Ryoma meandered over to the elevator wall and pressed the button with the glowing phone on it. Ring, ring. Oh, Sayaka yelped, uh, Ryoma narrowly avoiding her swinging hand as she flung herself over to the call box. Hello? Oh, speaks Michigan Fire Department. What's your emergency? I love how society that they're in Michigan now invented Michigan. <clears throat> <laughs> <So good>. <laughs> 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 Help! I'm trapped in an elevator. We're trapped in an elevator, Rioma silently corrected. Aww. I've got class in ten minutes, and I can't miss it. Miss, we'll be there as soon as possible. The low grumble of the firefighter was interrupted by another firefighter in the background. Can't those Hope's Peak kids fix it themselves? They've got a freaking mechanic in their class. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we'll be there when we get there. But with the security at the gate, it's not like we're going to be quick. Sayaka let out a disgruntled cough, opening her mouth to respond when the red light blinking next to the phone went out. Two people had hung up on her. Was this a bad dream? (laughs) Looks like we'll be here a while, Rioma commented, sliding down to sit in a corner of the elevator. Saika jumped. She'd forgotten he was here, but she tried to mask this by brushing her hands through her hair and shrugging. I suppose you're correct, Ryota. Hmm, Rioma decided to let that go, figuring it didn't matter anyways. What class were you hoping to get to? Songwriting level 16, she replied, letting out a melodic sigh. Ah! <laughs> we had our- a <laughs> We had our presentations today. I'd just written a new song. What did you write about? Ryoma responded after determining Sayaka had no plans to ask him about his classes. Well, she blushed, fluttering her eyelashes as she glanced down in embarrassment. There's this guy I like. You might have heard me call him earlier. Ryoma nodded. The guy who didn't seem very interested. Sayaka's eyes shot up at him through narrowed eyelids, but she continued on. He didn't seem to mean any harm by his disinterested tone. Well, that's the problem. I like him, but he's all interested in this other girl, and everyone says they're perfect together. Caroline Oruella, if you've heard of her? Oh the my ultimate god. literary girl? You? you I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging
1: up the Zoom.
0: <laughs> A third hang-up? No! <laughs>
2: oh my god. Okay, Maddie. <laughs> oh my. Ryoma nodded in understanding. Yes. Yes, I know, Caroline. He closed his eyes, pondering for a moment. She is remarkable. It makes sense that someone like Makoto would be interested in her. Sayaka sighed in frustration. I overheard a couple of my friends the other day joking about how those two are probably going to get married someday. Oh my god, guys. (laughs) I can see that. Ryoma agreed. What? Sayaka gasped. But does Caroline like him back? I have no idea, Ryoma chuckled. But you have to admit, the two of them are quite compatible, and I have seen them hanging out together a lot. Impossible! Sayaka cried. I thought Caroline hated Makoto! She does. Ryoma, til- <laughs> <laughs> Ryoma tilted his head. What gave you that impression? Well, uh, Sayaka stammered. I, I just, I-, I, I don't know. She was suddenly at a loss for words. Strangely, she had no idea why the thought had just entered her head that Caroline disliked Makoto. It was like it came from some other person's memory. Well, Sayaka reasoned, I am psychic after all. Which was also why she was so suddenly so distraught at the knowledge that Caroline and Makoto might be lovers. That too felt like a certainty in her mind, though she was unsure of where this premonition had come from. But yet there was no doubt in her mind. Her intuition never lied. Ryoma was right. Sayaka suddenly burst into tears. Why? She cried. Why? Ryoma stared for a moment, (laughs) slightly uncomfortable and unsure of what to do. He wasn't used to such displays of emotion around him. Wow, he remarked. You really like him, don't you? Yes, I do, Sayaka admitted tearfully. And you're right. Makoto and Caroline are going to get married someday. Ryoma furrowed his brow. How would you know that? Sayaka immediately perked up, appearing like her normal self again. Actually, I'm psychic, she exclaimed. Sure, Ryoma thought. But before he could respond, the elevator shuddered, making them both jump in surprise. The lights flickered briefly, and then the elevator was moving again, slowly making its way downwards. I'm saved! Sayaka cried out in relief. The second the doors opened, she took off, not even saying goodbye to Ryoma. (laughs) Ryoma snorted to himself. (laughs) Typical, he muttered. Then he exited the elevator and headed toward his next class, wondering if Caroline and Makoto could indeed be destined to be together after all. The thought, unexpectedly, made him smile.
0: Yeah! yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guys. So, you, you know, think, some, some person on AO3 who does not know who we are is going to comment and be like, um, actually caroline arweila isn't the ultimate literary girl it's actually toko fukawa you know someone is gonna do that like just like it's it's gonna be really funny it's gonna be really funny because will just randomly find it oh that's I'm, I'm looking forward to that um uh god why are you two so awful to me <laughs> there's literally a part of the patreon episode i prepared where i like talked about our friendship and how meaningful it was to me but you both just tore out my soul and my heart i'm just kidding
0: friends are for
1: okay well i guess um i'll have to name this Just this
2: beautiful piece of literature this, this
1: absolutely terrible thing I've just
0: had <laughs> to look at I feel like um, this is realistically the only way these two characters would have talked though is getting locked in an elevator like, oh yeah that, that was yes. that was why no I was alternate, like, unless yeah.
1: th- if they are stuck in a situation together that's the only like reason like that's it and it was all, I almost did the school project trope actually so I'm really glad I didn't do that oh yeah Daddy did that <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay. I'm gonna name this um, just another typical, ordinary, and boring story.
2: Excuse me. Call <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> it
0: <let> despacito. <laughs> <laughs> That would be Sayaka's name for her song.
1: Oh my God, no! Okay, actually, I'll come up with a real name. I'm sorry.
0: You could call it instead of um, instead of Sleepless in Seattle. You could do like Married in Michigan.
2: (laughs) Married (laughs) in Michigan oh my god why michigan
0: <laughs> like it's so, so random when i wrote the sonia one i literally was like what's a random state
1: <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> what is the most random of states in the united states
2: nobody michigan. actually i feel like nobody actually lives in michigan Who, where do
0: like, you do what is michigan
1: like yeah. I, like i know what michigan is but like what is michigan
0: do you like that i had Sayaka so call him riota <laughs> yeah that
1: was good i almost did that once Oh, on yes. <laughs> um hmm. oh what is that called in um prison when you get one phone call is it just like that you just get one phone call i don't think it's
2: called anything yeah
1: um oh how about a phone call from prison
0: (laughs) that's cute (laughs) the prison the elevator
1: right (laughs) and and prison because Rioma was in prison once Yes. You want to know what is hilarious is that in AO3 I'm going to have to put like the tags and one of the tags is literally going to be Caroline Orwella Makoto Naegi.
0: Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the first fan fiction of And now when you romance. Google
1: my name, like when, when casting directors like Google my name they're going to be like what the heck is this? <laughs> anyway well that that happened thank you for um feeding my ego mm-hmm. and also ruining my life forever
2: um, okay. you're welcome it's you know what friends are for right it's
1: part i'm gonna of guilt duty. you after this and read the part where i hype you guys up in my episode <laughs> So, <sighs> all right let's do a bed by head, y'all
2: what if we just sure. flip a coin for each Two, of the Genius. two characters in each of the fix, so we get three. I have
1: a Colombian peso, so I'm going to do that. Heads, Rayoma. Tails, Sayaka. Sayaka.
0: Sayaka. Okay.
1: Do you want me to be flipping for everybody?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be okay. I don't have Fantastic. a coin.
1: Heads, fihiko Tails, Korekio. Fijiko.
0: Fihiko.
1: Okay. Heads, Ultimate Imposter. Tails, Mondo. Mondo. So we have Mondo, Fihiko, and Sayaka. <laughs>
2: Interesting. Quite a crew. Quite a crew. Quite a crew. Quite a crew. All okay,
1: right. Have... I've...
0: Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Go I have on. mine. I feel like I always, I like never go first because I always think yeah. too much. Okay. <laughs> I would behead Sayaka. I just, I... I don't like her. And my girlfriend hates Sayaka. And I don't think she would ever forgive me if I wedded or bedded her, honestly. So, yeah. Sorry, Sayaka. Out of there. Um, I would bed Mondo, I guess. I'd have to get through that experience, but it would be fine. And then I would wed Fihiko. He's a little cutie. I, I like him a lot. He's a little guy. He, he's a little guy. He reminds me of Sarah, who is my yeah. girlfriend.
0: <laughs> I have the exact same answers as you, Caroline. Yeah. Although I don't think I would mind the Mondo bit as yeah. much. Yeah. I'm, just,
1: I'm just a, little, a yeah. little too gay for that.
0: That was so funny, <laughs> Maddie, when you had like Mondo facing himself. <laughs> like it's just so accurate like just increased yelling okay I
2: know it was, it was really good I love that. thank you I'm glad you enjoyed um I actually have the exact same answer yeah Whoa. Um, We're in agreement. yes yeah I would wed for you Hiko because he is a little cutie and he's got a soft side to him you know we love him we stand. I guess I bed Mondo I don't have like strong feelings either way about him but like as long as he just takes the breadstick off his head, please. Because um, <laughs> that's just a little yeah. bit distracting. Um, and then I would be head Sayaka because I don't really like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All
1: right, everybody. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning in to our second rendition of Frantic Fanfic. If you liked this episode, please let us know and we will do it again. And yeah, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're Ultra Hope Girls Podcast pretty much everywhere. And if you have a question you would like featured in our season finale, you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm and we will have your voice featured on our podcast, which is going to be pretty fun. Oh, also, if you are looking for ways to support us, uh, please give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. It does a lot to help the podcast. Cast, share with your friends and if you're willing and able become a patron the lowest tier is just two dollars a month and you get access to a bunch of bonus content including a queer theory episode or maybe more than one by the time this one comes out that i have put together speaking of mondo and Taka. so yeah check it out y'all and everyone have a great great two weeks and we'll see you soon bye, bye. bye.